0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our MDC Insights, where we get to pick the most fascinating brains about their personal journeys to success, living with the million-dollar mindset, and what success means to them. And today, I am extra pumped because my guest is a certified life coach, specialized in dating, relationships, and self-love, which happens to be my favorite subject, So she is an expert on all things love, marriage, breakups, and even premarital preparation. Am I saying that right? You are. Perfect, perfect. And as the founder of Love Quest Coaching, she helps people to understand that loving yourself first is the key to attracting, giving, and keeping love. Lisa has worked for self-made multimillionaire Grant Cardone, studied with the best coaches herself, and has been featured in Reader's Digest, New York Post, and the Chicago Tribune amongst others. She is considered an expert when it comes to purposefully creating success in life and love. Welcome, Lisa. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so so happy that you're here. It's an absolute honor. And I'm so grateful to be here with you. Yeah, I know it took uh, took us some time to uh, to kind of sync our schedules, but we made it. We did it. We're making it happen. We did it. We are. <laughs> um, so the first question that I ask um, all of our guests is um, is one that um, is basically. Um, it, it kind of gives us an idea of what people, um, how people, yeah, how people look at life. So how do you define success and how does it translate for you personally into the love
1: narrative? Because- Ooh, I like that question. What a wonderful question. Okay, so how does, uh, okay, my outlook on life and how does it translate into the love profession? Wow, well. I have to say that my outlook on life is one where self-love is the foundation to all other things. Yeah. So if you want to have a business and you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be in a relationship with another human being, self-love is the groundwork for all of it. All of it. It all boils down to that. And if you think about it in business, there are certain decisions I have to make on a Day to day basis, and if you have that intuition, that trust of yourself, the belief that you'll always have your best interests first, most, best, always above anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't have that, you have nothing. And that's trans- the, trans- the, trans- the relationship, and you know, just standing firm in what you know to be true about you. And if something does not feel right, having that presence of mind to say, you know what, it's just not feeling right, and and be happy to walk away. Yeah, exactly. Because if you don't love yourself, if you don't know who you are, what you like,
0: what you don't like, you tend to kind of just do whatever comes your way and, uh, you know, just uh, listen to other people and completely ignore your inner voice. And that is when things start to go wrong
1: exactly exactly and it's 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 the ability to really stand firm in your own power and say no and just be at peace with yeah. that and not have to feel that you need to explain anything of anything but the way this is going, it's not the right vibe. It's not the right time. Yeah. It, it, there's, no, there's no harm, no foul, no awfulness to any of it. It's just a simple decision. Exactly. And, when, and if and when, you know, again, it has to do with business deals. It has to do with, you know, major purchases for your business. It has, anything that just didn't feel aligned yeah. is, uh, is a red flag. And you can yeah. honor yourself and be able to say, you know what, whether this is a relationship or whether this is a business dealing, it has to feel like I'm coming from a place of power and certainty and alignment. Absolutely. Like when I
0: read your story on your website, because I was doing a little bit of research and Dave told me about you, I'm like, oh my God, I want to interview her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I really, I recognize so much of myself in you in this story, and I'm sure many of our listeners will too. There's just so much uh realness and uh and you also are very vulnerable and i think that's also that's very important to um to to because you're a coach and um if you cannot be vulnerable yourself and show people what it's like to you know to get to a certain point um your your clients won't be able to trust you so 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 for those who do not know you and your work. Can you tell us a little bit about why you created Love Quest? Uh, what led you to using your gift?
1: Oh, wow. wow, amazing. So, initially, Love Quest, the whole vision of it, came to me at a woman's workshop where women were trying to reinvent themselves. They knew they had a, a God given gift oh. and that they were in a career transition yeah and so i had moved to miami florida from new york after working in public relations for several global brands global pr firms up in new york i was separated from my husband and i moved to miami i was very brokenhearted and it was during that time where i started to work for grant cardone Yes. Um, learned so much with him. In fact, it was working with him that inspired me to be an entrepreneur myself. I said, wow, like this sounds really cool. I like the freedom. I like the uh, earning potential. I, I really just need to figure out what my gift is. What is my thing? You know, Grant Cardone is a master at sales and a master at um, real estate investing. So I was like, okay, well, what's my thing? And how can I figure out what to make my bazillions of dollars about, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I went to this workshop, what came through was I am an expert in marketing and public relations. And so I said, well, how does that translate now into dating and relationships? Mm. I was always so intrigued about the, the human condition of love and wanting to be loved. Yeah, And it was just something I would gravitate towards normally. I would read books. I was always into the self-help type of, of realm. Yeah. So I went in that direction. And I thought back then, that LoveQuest was going to be a marketing company that would be personal branding for love. Ah, oh, I it. Everybody a makeover and I'm going to write their dating profiles and I'm going to be that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the universe would have it very differently. Of course. And it was the universe said, okay, girl, here's the deal. You're <laughs> definitely supposed to help others. You are supposed to help them in the, in the space of, you know, feeling good and dating and and love and all that. We got it. But, um, it's, it's going to be a little bit different because we're going to now call you to your own little hero's journey where you're going to go through a bunch of stuff, maybe even your own personal little hell and come out the other side. And when you do, you're going to have a different perspective of how you are really going to help some, you know, help the people. Yeah. So that's exactly what happened. I was so hoping that I would um, reconcile my marriage. I was, you know, with a man at that point that I knew for over half my life. And it was just really sad to me that even the discussion of divorce was even brought to the table. And I always felt like, are you kidding me? Like, we're best friends. Like, how do we not work this out? Like, it just never sat well, right? So I ended up, you know, going through with the divorce and it was like my rock bottom. It was just awful. But through it, I realized a bunch of things about myself. A lot of it had to do with why I got married in the first place and childhood traumas and things that I didn't really face head on through my 20s, through my 30s. And now here I am, a grown woman with these old wounds these old things that I was basically using the marriage to soothe yes and not self-love that's please fill my cup please make me feel good and you know that's that leads to a very conditional life you want everything and everyone to line up just so to make you feel good and that's a trap because you can't predict what other people are going to want for their own lives they're going to want you know one moment to the next. You can't predict when a job is going to let you go. Yeah. So, you, you know, you have to say, well, like, it's not about the job. It's not about the guy. It's not about the house. It's not about anything outside of me. And when I realized that, I said, okay, now we have some real work to do. And then I did it. Yeah. I hired a therapist. I hired the yeah. dream team of, of Get Lisa Back in Action. Uh, let's see, it was therapy. I did a lot of online courses. I studied with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, uh, I love him. Dr. I love Dr. Joe. And, um, yeah. And, you know, really being in that dark place and yeah. confused and not knowing, I came out the other side and I had such clarity after where I said, you know what, my business isn't just about the outside. It's about the inside. It's about knowing who you are and really loving yourself no matter what, better than anyone ever could or should. So that then you could enter a relationship with something to give, with something to really offer as opposed to what you need and what you want to get. And when I came out that way, my business changed from LoveQuest marketing to LoveQuest coaching. uh, I became a certified coach. uh, I had taken my journey very publicly online to uh, social media uh, and I had declared, I declared a 90 day post breakup detox, uh, which would uh, have me be on a very strict schedule. I had a curfew, all self-imposed. And you share. I had, you know, yeah, it was all over social media, yes, I did videos about it. day number 10, I was like, day number 10 of my post-divorce detox, my post-breakup detox, I was, you know, just spilling it to the world, and ultimately, people, yeah, like people started to watch it, and then they were starting to reach out to me, asking me for advice. So I felt almost like this ethical responsibility to be like, wait a minute, I'm giving people advice. Like I'm still going through my thing, you know, but they were like, no, but I'm not alone. And I feel connected to what your message is. So I said, okay, if I'm going to go about this legitimately, I need to get certified. I need to like study this stuff. I can't just give advice and call it a business. Right. (laughs) I thought, you know what, you need to understand what coaching is all about. If you're going to have somebody's lives in your hands, you know, I even explored perhaps going back to get my master's in psychology. I mean, I was all over like, wow, I have a big responsibility to the people and I need to really go about it the right way. So yeah, so Love Quest Coaching became, I'm sorry, Love Quest Marketing became Love Quest Coaching in 2015. Yeah, And then 2016, I just started getting clients and, you know, helping the people. And what I love about this business is that as I grow and evolve in myself, I have more lessons, more wisdom uh, to share with my clients. Yeah. And I think
0: that people love what you do is because you really are so brave in sharing your personal story because not a lot of people do it and it i mean i have the same thing when i when people tell me their stories i tend to trust them more you know what i mean because i'm like you and and it's not necessarily credibility but it's all about the fact that they're able to be vulnerable because if you can't be if you can't be vulnerable How can you expect other people to
1: be vulnerable and show their true selves in front of you? They won't be. Absolutely. You have to be able to hold the space for people. And so when somebody's saying to me, oh, I'm in my marriage and I feel lost, I know what that is. Yeah, exactly. Very deeply and intimately. And so I can have validation for them, compassion for them, empathy for them, but still hold the space with faith. That they will get through it, whether they choose to get together with their spouse and reconcile, which I am a huge advocate of. Yeah, you know, if, that, too. if if they come to me with that, we coach on that. If they want to start coming up with you know with other things, we coach wherever they are. But I like to let it evolve organically and naturally, yeah. because they ultimately know what's best for them. Ultimately, they have their intuition, they have their god force. Yeah, everybody has. I, I say, like, listen, yeah. I'm the shepherd, I am like the Sherpa. I'm gonna yeah. take you, you are right now about your Everest life. Yeah, everybody has an Everest of their life, the big mountain that they have to get yeah. to the top yeah. of. But yeah. I've been through hardship, I know where you kind of are, it's yeah. different, similar. I can tell you, ask you certain questions, help get you up that mountain. But ultimately, you're going to get to the, the summit. You're going to see what it is for you. Your perspective for you, which is very different than mine could ever be. Yeah. So,
0: so you know, it always, I mean, this is what I keep, like, when I'm listening to you, It's all about self love. It's all about how much you appreciate yourself and 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 the amount of um validation you give yourself because totally if if you don't have it or not enough of it,
1: it will show in every area of your life, right? And uh, every area of your life you have to really be so self loving that you really know how to stand up for yourself and not necessarily in a way that's argumentative or very um, combative, but that you can simply assess the situation Mm. and really tap into what your instinct is saying. And if it is not feeling good for you, if it is not aligned, it is no. It's a very firm no. And you'll be able to have power in that when you can walk away from something that is not good for you, Mm. whether it be, a friendship, whether it be a relationship, whether it be a business deal, when you can really get all the information that you want, that you need to make that judgment call. Mm. But ultimately it's going inward and saying, okay, what is the most self-loving honorable decision that I can make on this particular topic right now? Yeah. And how do I ultimately want to feel when I'm making this decision? And if those things are not aligned, then it's not the time and you can move away from that with love in your heart, peace in your soul, and be fine fine I know but okay so Lisa, but the thing is a lot of
0: people know this right they know this intellectually but somehow right, it still confuses so many of us people like have great success within their careers and business endeavors and you know, whatnot but when it comes to um, like romantic relationships, they, um, and I've used the same words, fail. They feel like they failed at love. And yeah. So, so why do you think um, so many people feel this way? How do you explain um, the discrepancy that exists between people's personal lives and their professional lives? Because I see a lot of people having great successes, like huge. and I saying, But my love life
1: sucked right right well the deal the the thing is with that is that you know i i coach typically success-minded type a professionals Mm. and these and these are people who are very much in their heads they see you know they they see okay this is how you do a business this is how you do this transaction it's a very caught up in the how type of mindset it's show me the show me the funnel show me the formula show me the funnel to love (laughs) And I will work to make it happen. It's a lot of that energy of a make it happen type of energy. Now, when you're dealing with matters of the heart and you're dealing with relationships, there's a lot more of the heart space that's required. So that's when you get people saying things like we're best. How can we possibly not make this work? Yeah. Okay, well, this isn't like you're trying to, you know, build some furniture in your living room, and one person's looking at what screws are going to go where, and the other person. Yeah. Get the Sometimes it's an inner, it's an inner game, mm. and if you have not done that work, yeah. and you have looked for for you know years and years for what society might say marriage and and, and success looks like. And you want to look at it like a job. So, okay, success in a job looks like this. Success in a marriage looks like this. Oh my God, it looks like me. Okay, but it's (laughs) not that simple and it's not that detached from us. It's not external. It's not like somebody says, okay, here's your handbook on marriage. Study this and then you get a a course and then you take Right, and then you take it, you can practice yeah. marriage. It's not like getting a Series 7 or like a real estate license. Okay, here's the thing. You study it and now you're, you're free to do it. Yeah. Does it, in, in marriage, it's much more fluid. There's there's um, work that happens within oneself mm. that, you know, not necessarily the other person is responsible for.
2: Mm.
1: And that's where, you know, you start getting that hiccup where somebody who you think you were, you know, your, your, your person that you were supposed to be with, 20 years old, okay, you're a different person at 30. Yeah. And you're certainly a different person at 40. And if that inner work is not happening along that journey, yeah. you're, you're, the, the couple will have a choice to either look towards each other and grow yeah. or look away from each other and grow apart. Yeah. And what I've realized and seen, one in my own marriage, um, you know, which ended in divorce, is – If you do not have spirit included in your business or spirit included in your union of marriage or any kind of relationship, there needs to be spirit involved. If you do not have that, it will fail. It It will fail. It cannot just be, I have an idea for a great business. I'm going to execute on it with no room for spirit. Yeah, and I know this is you know a very soulful conversation, but there is a lot of spiritual energy yeah. that any entrepreneur would say comes into their business, yeah, because and be also in a, marriage. Yeah. in a marriage, yeah, spirit is, is, is the real you that exactly, is, that is the truth, of exactly, and I I'm and anything that is detached from spirit it cannot
0: prevail. It just won't. Absolutely. It's a process of self-discovery mostly, right? Yes.
1: Yes. And it's interesting because a lot of times my clients come to me with a very basic request. It's either my relationship is in trouble yeah. for the you know, people who are coupled Yeah. or I don't have a relationship and I want one. Yeah. For the singles. Those are typically the two the two ones, one's for the singles, one's for the couples. Yeah. And it's, it's only after a few minutes of exploration through a discovery call of just getting to know each other where I ask very basic questions where, where we very quickly find out the reasons for both. Really, why is your marriage, why is your relationship or marriage in trouble? Okay. And so both getting thing. that perspective. Yeah. So paint me a picture.
0: So I'm single, right? Okay. I- I have two kids. I'm 43. So what would a consultation or a session with you like a intake or whatever look like? Okay, cool.
1: So I would I mean I would I would ask you what inspired you to reach out to me. And just kind of let the person just fill me in on what's going on with their life and what they want and what's been going on. And then through there, it's, you know, taking notes, really yeah. active listening for the things that I know I'm listening for yeah. and then going deep, deeper by deeper and, and asking the questions of what really matters in your life right now. Why does that matter so much? Yeah. How would your life different if you had what you say you want Ooh. and why do you believe it hasn't happened yet? <gasps> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So like I always say with coaching, right? It's like, listen, no, you have all the answers. I just have the questions.
0: It's so true. <laughs> oh my God, at least I need you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I say it to people all the time. I'm like, no, 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 sweetie. They're like, Oh, I, I want you to like straighten me out. Give me advice. Tell me what I should do. And I say, well, that's not what I do. And I always remind them. I say, no, the answers reside inside of you. Yeah. they might be not coming because there's some, you know, clutter or things that yeah. you need to and reorganize so that you can yeah. connect to that divine voice within you that yeah that guides you always. Yeah. But that's the thing. You have the answers. I have the questions. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for me, it was um, that I, you know, I, I realized that I just had some deep, deep rooted paradigms about love and, yes. and my self-worth and that I was, you know, I wasn't really measuring up to the picture that I was uh, myself. And, and, and when I figured that one out, that it was like a, a dormant thing, that everything else was, was perfect. I had a great career, but you know, it would just not happen. And I was like, Why? And now I know why. It was was my self-love. Just, just, you know, how it was, what I was asking the universe, what
1: I thought I deserved. Right. Yeah. And, you know, what happens is, this is what's really interesting. When you tap into the self-love and you start to realize everything you have, everything you want, you already have it within you, you become less attached to the outcome of that relationship. Yeah. So you start to be like, wait a minute, if I have everything within me, then I'm inviting someone into what I already have. I'm not looking outside of myself for something that's missing. Yeah. Nothing's missing. I got it all with me. So oh. now I can show up and give that someone else. Now the relationship becomes about the give, yeah. not about the get. Then- so when I do the intake, I you know, I'll ask someone. So tell me, why do you want a relationship right now? Like, what's going on where you're like, yeah, now I want a relationship. <laughs> Ninety-nine percent of the time, it's about the get. Well, I want to. I want somebody to wake up with. I want somebody to eat dinner with. I'm back. Yeah. It's about that. Now, look, connectivity is important. It's a basic need of humans. We want to feel connected sure. to another human. We get it. Yeah. However, I love to help my clients get from that beginning place of when they come to me and say, I don't want to be by myself. I want a guy to wake up with. I want a girl to be with me. <laughs> on the weekends, whatever. I like to see their progression and their journey to where they start saying, you know what, I really looked at my life in the last three months and I like myself. In fact, I love myself and I love my job and I love where I'm at with my health and I love my friendships and I have a lot to offer someone. And I want to share my amazing life that I really had to get disciplined and really create for myself first And now that I've done it, I really want to invite somebody very special in it to share it with me. It's a sharing energy as opposed to a desperate, oh, if only I had this one thing in my life, it would be complete. Oh,
0: I love that. That's such a great way of looking at it. It just kind of... And it also kind of um, releases you almost of, of, of the pressure. There's so much pressure to 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 be with somebody or to be in a relationship, because if you're not you're i don't know pathetic, sad uh, a failure and uh, you, put, you put that pressure on yourself, it's not, not even society, but You can just put it on yourself because that is what you think you are supposed to have or be in or be part of.
1: Oh honey, exactly. You know how many people out there, girls, I was one of them that said at twenty seven years old, Oh, if I'm not engaged in by the age of yeah, I, I, I may as well I'm a loser. Yeah. And if I'm I I mean, and look, with type A people, it doesn't end, right? Then it becomes if I'm not making six figures by the time I'm this age, then I'm a loser. If I'm not doing that with social media, oh, yeah. it's a yeah. comparison. It's right there in your face. Yeah. You, You know, hashtag, you know, goals, whatever. And you look at all these couples and this and that. It's like this competition is right on your phone constantly. All the time. So, I know.
0: It stresses people out. It does. It does. It's just um, way too much of a, uh, yeah, it's it's portraying something that is, it's not real. And a lot of people don't even know it. They're comparing themselves Mm -hmm. to somebody else's life. And how can, that's. That's never a good thing. Exactly.
1: Exactly. What? Comparison comparison's a killer for sure. It is.
0: What what's a common myth about romantic it's love?
1: Be, it's gotta be like it's gotta be about like inspiration, not yeah. Um person. Cause I look at people I look at my God, all kinds of celebrities, all kinds of people and um and other coaches even and I'm inspired by them. I don't look at it like I'm gonna downplay myself where I am in my journey. Yeah. I don't do that either. Because then that, that's, like a, that's an energy of yearning, an energy of attachment to outcome. Yeah. And if anything, it's like, whoa, like if she did it, I can do it. Like, yeah. that's amazing. Tell me how. Teach me how.
0: Yeah, that, I have the same thing. I kind of I um, learn from people. I'm like, oh, wow.
1: Yes. Do. Yeah.
0: So what's a common myth about romantic love? Uh, and, and can you debunk it for me?
1: Oh wow. Okay. Common myth common myth about love. Romantic love yeah. Um romantic love is that um there has to be this like feeling of butterflies and all kinds of passion and constant all this and that to have it really work. And and that and like, oh I didn't have any butterflies. We don't have chemistry. Oh. It's like, you know what? you want to look for enduring qualities you want to you you know you really want to look for enduring qualities i think that thing of like oh i want to feel butterflies i want to i want to that that's that's fleeting yeah and that's fun in the beginning when you're courting each other and yeah you're excited they're you know they're calling you they're making plans all this or they're responding to your texts and it's a lot of you know the dopamine hit of that attention Mm -hmm. but really looking to merge lives with somebody, you know, in a very profound way, values, your values for yourself and your values for how you want to live and what you want to achieve yeah. is uh, it's really important, really, really important. So, but, but you know, let's get back to the butterflies.
0: Like, is it – I if I meet somebody or if I go on a date and I don't feel some – like even one butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. Yeah, I
1: mean, shouldn't there be chemistry? <laughs> no, it should definitely be chemistry, right? So chemistry can come from different ways. The problem that people have is they expect chemistry to happen, you know, yeah. in a two-hour period over some cocktails and a dinner. Ah. And sometimes we need a little more. Like I always say, listen, is a salad just lettuce? No. A salad, it's cucumber, it's, you know, whatever. You put different things in your salad, tomatoes, beautiful plum tomatoes. whatever. You have other things, other things that you're talking about. I'll give you an example, right? Me and my current relationship right now, it's three years. When I first met my current boyfriend of three years, I wasn't 100% sure why I needed to know him, but I knew that I did. I did not know if this man was going to help me with my business. I did not know if this was somebody who's going to be a romantic, a romantic encounter. I had no idea. I just knew that when I shook that man's hand and he said, hi, my name is, and I said, hi, my name is, and we looked at each other, there was a vibe. There was this thing of, I know this person, I know this person and I need to know them again now. And, uh, and, and, and when that happened, we went out on a date yeah. and it was very friendly. It was very friendly. I was like, oh, he's, he's handsome, but it wasn't that I had this feeling of, oh, my God, the butterflies and this and that. I was very detached from the outcome. I had a steadiness about me, yeah. and I feel like a lot of times people, they get misled by that rush, by that feeling, by that, ooh, yeah. you know, that, that's more of like an egoic, it's like an ego kind of thing, as opposed to a knowing, a deep keep knowing like I didn't know why I needed to know this person I just knew that I did and I trusted again allow room for spirit I trusted that spirit would let me know why I needed to know this man wow. and, and it did by the second date yeah I was like okay I definitely think this is romantic and I definitely want to explore this on that level and I really, really like this guy as a person and I, and I like the pace. I like that there's something more that I want to learn about him every time I see him. It wasn't just everything in one shot and this love bombing and this very narcissistic approach to love. Oh, my love, you're a soulmate. Oh, wow. I don't know you well enough yet. I, I No, but I do know me. I don't know you very well, but I do know me. And I know that I want to get to know you better. And I don't want to rush the language with all of this flower, you know, flower language that, you know, people just gobble up and gobble up because when you're more interested in something real, Mm. you're a little, uh, you don't mind a a slower pace.
0: Yeah, I love slow pace. I, I just love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say like my boyfriend and I had great chemistry from the jump, but as friendship, as a friendship. And I knew, I said, I got to like this person. And I remember saying to myself, I had a conversation with God and I said, listen, here's the deal. I'm going to declare this right now. I am not giving my body, my mind, my soul to anyone until I believe that they are someone that I can love and who like they can love me. And I don't care. I said it. I said, I don't care if it takes six months, six years, six weeks. I don't care. That's for you to do. That's for you, spirit, to to arrange in divine time. But I just know myself and what I'm ready for, and it's the real thing. And I walked in that way, and let me tell you, within a month, I met the guy I'm with now. And he's a wonderful man, personality, sweet, sweet, kind, Right, just a genuine great, great guy. So you guys do this lovely thing on a monthly basis. You reevaluate your love, right? Yes, that's so funny. Yeah. And you oh, know it's expand- tell us, tell us. Tell us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So this is like something that I um let me say, wait a second, I'm going to get my phone right. Okay. So this is something that I did very early on in the relationship. And it actually was a way to help people stay on that piece. I often give this as a suggestion to clients. And you know, what happens is when we get into relationships, you know, we get all our hearts a flutter and we want to really make this happen, make this real. And we get into trouble, right? So I said, why not just take the day that he and I met, right? So here we are together, it's a month later, and we're out to dinner, and the check comes, and on the check has the date. Yeah. And it said, you know, the 15th of the month, whatever. So I looked at it and I said, huh, we've been together a month, I already know you a month, isn't that amazing? Time flies when you're having fun. So he said, oh my gosh, has it been a month already? I said, yeah. And I looked at him and I said, well, I'll tell you what, i am up for another month. How about you? I
2: wasn't
1: saying, let's go and like, you know, buy China or like, you know, get monogrammed towels. I said, how about another month? And what that says to the person, and I come to learn later that, you know, my boyfriend says, wow, that's like one of the most powerful things that like a woman has ever said to me in my life because it was very refreshing that finally, you know, this woman is casing herself. Yeah. I love it. You know, like, let's get, it almost took it, like, he's he's sitting there thinking, like, damn, like, this girl's still sizing me up. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's not ready to go full on yet, you know? There's still things that she wants to discover about me. So that's been, like, a little bit of, of a of, a, of a tradition. Yeah. But, um, I would say it's, it's we're already together three years. So really, that was, like, the first year together. Yeah. Because what ended up happening was by the third month, i saying, I'm up for another month. How about you? He turned around to me, and he said, I'm up for another six. Wow. I already know. And I said, oh, okay. I said, oh, so six. Okay, so we'll go six then. I met him right where he was. I wasn't offended that he only said six six i wasn't all up in my head about any of it i said okay you're ready to meet me six months i'm ready to meet you six months no problem and off we went onto our happy relationship wow and that's it it's just a matter of you know meeting the other person where they are having open honest loving kind communication rooted in mutual respect always and just being really open and honest about where you are what you want for your own life wow. for what you'd like to build with that other person And getting their feedback on it, getting a gauge of where they are, and just communicating on it and coming up
0: with something that works for both sides. I think it's just such a powerful way of of showing each other that that you actually think about, purposefully think about where you want to take this. You both realize that a relationship, um, just like any other meaningful project, basically, needs attention. And commitment. And um, I'm going to borrow this one. I really love it. When I get there, like just ask on a regular basis Are you in for the next, you know, month,
1: two months, six months? Yeah, start off like right when you're dating someone new. Yeah. A month. Make the goal to be like, well, okay, back it up. Typically when I meet, when I'm advising clients and they meet somebody new, yeah. I say to them, Let's take it a month. Let's see let's see what happens with the month. Let's see if it's consistency. Let's see if you get all of those key things that you want to learn about them, those key values yeah. that you want to get squared away very early on. Yeah. Um, let's let's make that be the first month. Then you're gonna go ninety days. So ninety days typically it's three months time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a season. So now you're looking at somebody for a season. Uh, okay, so there's like a transformative uh, thing that happens in a 90-day period, yeah, right? something poetic about saying, you know. There's that- something about 90 days, right? right. That's yeah. yeah, and it's because it's a season. It's, a, it's, you know, it's a season. It's a full season. So we transform in that. You know, if you think of yourself three months ago, you're a different person now. Oh, that's so, and, and, you know, certain things happened. you've grown, there's certain things that you had to deal with that, you know, you've grown. So you want to give a person that time to experience that season, three months. And once you get to that 90 day time, that's when you're kind of like, all right, cool. So now the next season of this relationship is going to be more about uh the deeper relationships. Now it starts to be a thing of oh, maybe this person will want me to be introduced to his business contacts. Or yeah. now there's an event and I have to dress up nice and he's gotta bring me around his colleagues. Okay, so now he's gonna see me in this light.
0: I think you're muted,
1: uh Lisa. I'm not sure if I did that. happen in the relationship that leads to the next step of the relationship very organically. Yeah,
0: I love it because it just gives you, um, I don't know, more more purpose almost. It's you're doing it together. It's a project, a project that is meaningful, something that you value, and you're doing it together.
1: Yeah, and then you're always checking in with each other. You know, it really bonds you because there's. There aren't any assumptions, there aren't any, um, any expectations, oh, yeah. yet you know what you want and you're free to express what that is. I mean, right from the beginning, and I know this is something that I often tell my clients and I advise them to do when they're dating, but I tell them, do you have a clear, solid dating strategy? Like, are you really, like, do you have a dating style and strategy? And they're like, what do you mean? I go, okay, so where do you stand on these core things? And they're like lost. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, so listen, when you have clarity and you really know what you want, then you can reverse engineer it yeah. and you can determine what questions you need to ask this other person to make sure that they're it. Yeah. And right out of, you know, I asked them, I go, what's your dating style? And they're like, what do you mean, what's my dating style? I mean, I guess I like to go out for a few drinks and maybe see if it's... I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean your dating style. Is that too vague? Like, are you, are, like, are you a one-on-one person? Do you like to date five people at once? Because that all matters. It matters who you're going to call in. It matters how you're going to feel energetically to that other person, if it's a fit for you. It matters about how you're going to express what it is that you're looking for. You know, when people go on dates, they always ask that question. So tell me about yourself. What are you looking for? Do you know what to say and stand firmly and and, and honor what that is? Or are you going to try to acquiesce to what you think they want you to say? That's the thing. Most people
0: don't know because they don't know themselves. It's all about, again, self-love.
1: And that's the thing, like with this work, it becomes so much easier to date after you have your strategy, after you have your style and you're like, yeah, you know what? I prefer for, I had a woman tell me, right? Brilliant lady, lawyer, amazing. She told me, you know what? For the longest time I've been dating and dating and dating. That's not even my preferred style. I would rather focus on one guy and date one guy four times before even moving on to someone else. Wow. So I said, so then why don't you do that? Try that? She said, I am. You know what? This was the best. She said, this was such clarity for me. Here I am on the Tinder, the Bumble, the this, the that, oh juggling men, trying to. Yeah. She's like, for what? I yeah. couldn't even keep them straight in my mind. I go, okay, <laughs> could you imagine your energy? Your energy is split. Your energy is split up, all divided up. So I said to her, listen, if it feels right, she said, I prefer. And I asked her, I said, what do you really prefer? Like take a breath, hold it for seven seconds, right? And then breathe out for seven seconds. It's a magical thing. Do that three times and ask yourself, hold that question in your mind and say, what do I prefer? How do I want to date? And she said it flat out. I don't like this thing of every other night, a different person. I want to just focus on one person. And if in three weeks I dated him five times and it's just more of a friends thing, then I can just be friends and really be friends because I wasn't lying and cheating and being shady. It was just honest. Honesty. Yes. And then, yeah, and honest with yourself and honest with the person. But then where the rub is, it's the ownership of that. Yeah. It's going on a date. And when that man says, and this is what happened with my first date with the man I'm with now, three years later, when he said, I definitely want to see you again. And I didn't say, oh, great, cool, I'm free Tuesday night. No, I said, wow, you know, meeting you was an unexpected delight. And I'd love to see you again. However, I have to be very honest with the intention that I would be bringing to that second date. And I said, I'm friends with many men your age, and I don't know you very well. I only know you about three and a half hours. Yeah. And so, forgive me if I if I it does sound as if I'm prejudging, but I am friends with your age men your age, and they are running around Miami Beach chasing girls that are you know thirty years old. And I said, sweetie, I am not thirty. Yeah. And I said, I just had a birthday. I'm not even 40. Yeah. And he started laughing. And I said, so right now in my life, where I am in my life, I am interested in a relationship that's rooted in mutual respect, commitment, honesty, loyalty, trust, yeah. and fun. I want to have fun. Yes, of course. Yes. If there's no fun. What's the point? And- Exactly. And I said, and my dating style at this point in my life is such that I prefer to only focus on you and have you only focus on me. And if it means that we go out three times and that's it, then guess what? We can really be friends because we were never dishonest with each other. But if we feel that it's something more and we want to continue, then we continue. And he goes, oh, my God, like, I heard everything you said. This actually is great. Like, this is exactly how I am. Like, nobody's ever said that to me before like that. Like, you just broke it down. And the thing is, if he turned around and said the opposite, if he turned around and said, well, you know, I'm kind of out there. I'm just doing my thing. I don't really want to be in a commitment. No problem. Listen, I live up the street. Yeah, Call me up. We'll have a neighbor, yeah. I'm a, you found a friend in me, no matter what, yeah. but I'm on my way and I wish you the best. And hey, you made a new friend, and that's it.
2: Yeah, and it's
1: not a friends with benefits, and no, you're not gonna no. see me naked. Like, no, <laughs> it's, it's these are my where I'm at in my life.
2: Yeah,
1: this is the train leaving the station, whether you're on it or not. Yeah, and that type of honesty, the right person we'll find refreshing and we'll find aligned with them. Yeah. And the thing is, I always tell people this misconception before you mentioned something about misconceptions about love and whatever in dating, there's this misconception. Oh, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Just go out there and meet as many people as possible. And it's a I numbers like game. That. Yeah, I don't. I always, and, yeah. Right? I, always say that, I always say, sweetie, you're not looking for the masses. You're looking for the one. You're looking for your guy. You're looking for yeah. your girl. Yeah. So think about, think about your intentions. Think about your energy. Think about the type of person that you already know exists in your mind and focus on them. And that's how you call them in. That's exactly how you call them in. Sure. I remember saying a month before I met the guy I'm with, mm-hmm. I told my girlfriends, I said, number one, I want a guy that's from New York. I want somebody with that think, with that mindset. I want that. Number two, I want him to live close, walking distance, even better. And they're laughing at me. They're like, you want a unicorn, girl? Where are you going to find a guy <laughs> from New York, age range, who looks like this, who has this, who looks like whatever, and you're dreaming, really? Month later, I remember I called the same girlfriends up. I go, oh my God, I met a guy. Guess what? He's what? from New York. He's what? 51 um, years old. He no lived- way. <laughs> and Yes, I go, and he lives five blocks away. I'm actually on my way to meet him. They said, no, you're a, magi- you're a magician. You're a magician is what you are. And I go, no, I manifested it. Like I know I believed it because I wouldn't have thought it if I couldn't have it. I love it. It's if we close our eyes, right? If we close our eyes and we envision that ideal person, yeah. spirit put that thing. Exactly. Therefore, it exists. Yeah, and then and then and the same holds true. With our, businesses. our same holds true with our businesses. Yeah. The vision that we have for our businesses exists because spirit put it there. Yeah. Now, our ability to align and and bring in and manifest what it is that we want—that's the work. That's yeah. the journey. That's the action that you have to take towards.
0: You can't just sit. Totally. And do yeah. And it can be a joyous journey, or it could be a battle. Yeah. Oh thank you Lisa I so admire it's it's so exciting to listen to you to talk about this to learn all this wonderful stuff that you're sharing with us jeez i so admire your honesty also in your your stories as well i've like i've always been an advocate for honesty i i think it's just the best way to create trust you know in business as well like you oh, said for sure. yeah yeah yeah. yeah we've been talking for over 55 minutes <laughs> it's supposed to be like a 40 Amazing. Yeah I know but that's just what happens when there's chemistry I suppose <laughs> exactly. so, so so just to um, round it off um, so if our listeners want to connect with you where and how is the best way to reach you to reach out to you?
1: Absolutely. So people who are listening can find me, connect with me at lovequestcoaching.com. And when they get there, there's a little button that invites them to take a free love life assessment, which I do with them one-on-one.
0: Perfect. So everybody, I hope you've heard that. Lisa Concepcion, is that the way I am supposed to? Yes, you did it perfectly. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lisa. We appreciate the love. And to uh, all of our listeners, thank you guys for checking in. We'll see you next week for our next NBC Insight. Check out our Facebook group for more inspiration and to learn about the different ways people define success. Bye, bye, everyone.